0: This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Doctor Julie Capel, episode number ninety three. Hey, everyone. I just want to welcome you all to the Veterinary Life Coach podcast. If you haven't listened before, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you being here. This is the podcast where those of us that work in the veterinary profession, our friends and families can gather to talk about the issues that we face in our profession, in our home lives, with our families. I am a life coach and coaching is all about trying to set goals, Create more self-awareness, learn some things about leadership, learn some things about ourselves, our personalities, and then try to take that knowledge and turn it into creating a better life for ourselves. So that's what this podcast is all about. And that's what I strive to do for you each week. So. If you were with me last week, we talked about how to say no, and a big part of saying no is learning to set boundaries. So this week, I promised to talk about boundaries, and what I want to talk about is knowing your boundaries, developing them, and then setting the personal boundaries, and then following through, and being able to... Get better at setting boundaries so you can create more space for yourself, for your mental health, and to create the life that you really want to live instead of creating the life that somebody else wants you to live. So that's what this podcast is going to be about Before we get started in that, I would just like to talk to you briefly about life coaching and ask you to contact me for coaching. Those of you that listen to me regularly know that I do private life coaching for anybody in or around the veterinary profession, and so you can learn about that on my website, juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com. And I would love to talk to you, tell you a little bit about what coaching is all about and help you get started because coaching will open up your life to all kinds of possibilities and it will really help you develop the things that you'd like to develop. Those of us that work in the veterinary profession know that sometimes you just need a little support. You just need to do some back and forth over some issues, some things that are bothering you. You need some skills to let things go. That's what life coaching is about. If you want coaching, Contact me on the website. You can also send me an email at dvm at gmail.com. I'm also on Instagram at julie underscore dvm. I'm on Facebook, The Veterinary Life with Julie Capel, LinkedIn, and everywhere else you can find me. So contact me if you'd like to learn about coaching. I'd love to spend some time with you. Um, This is just such a fun thing to do, and I think you'll really enjoy it if you give it a chance. So reach out and make sure that you're sticking up for yourself and getting support. So as I said, last week we talked about saying no. So this week, what I want to do is talk a little bit about setting boundaries. And so um, I think what we'll talk about first is what is a boundary? And, And a boundary, if you look at the official definition, it talks about lines and drawing a line. And if you think about that in your personal life, a boundary is something you create So you technically create it for yourself in your mind, and it's not an actual physical line, but it's a mental line. You create it for yourself, and you use it to achieve a life change. You use it to change the things that you've been doing with your time into things that you'd rather do with your time. Boundaries can oftentimes be mistaken as a way to control other people, to make them do what you want them to do. So many times when we think of creating boundaries, we think of things that we create for our children, like that you can do this, you can't do that. And that's okay if you're dealing with children, because there are things that you can dictate to children, and there are also things that you can dictate to employees if you're a boss. However, you can't control another human. You can't control another adult human, I should say. So you're really not controlling other people with a boundary. You're not creating a boundary as the, having the function to control someone else or change their behavior. But what you're actually doing is creating an emotional boundary. And it's like a property boundary. So it's like a line that you create around your emotions and around the way you are going to operate in the world. And that line delineates where one person ends and you begin. So you will stop here, and then the other person can do whatever it is that they want to do. It's kind of like drawing a line or a circle around your behavior and around your thoughts. Because what you want to do and what you're going to do can be controlled by the boundaries that you set. So your boundary is not going to separate you from someone else. It's actually going to kind of enclose you in this, behind this line or behind this circle of protection. So a boundary is actually a request that you make to someone else for them to change a certain behavior. And then you're going to say the consequence if that person violates your boundary. So the consequence is the thing that you're going to that you are going to do to protect yourself. If the other person violates the boundary. So if it makes sense, it's a request and then a consequence. So if you create healthy boundaries and you take responsibility for yourself, it creates empowerment. And it can actually lead to closer relationships with people. If they know where you stand, then they are going to be more likely to trust you because they will know that you are firm in your beliefs and you're firm in the boundaries that you set. So I think of this in some ways as part of your moral compass, because there are certain things that we have already set boundaries for. They're already in our mind based solely on our morals and values. And if you work in the veterinary profession or you're a veterinarian or a technician, you know that there are certain things in your job that you will and will not do. And it's a hard and fast rule. You will not abuse animals. You will not treat anyone in a manner that you would not want to be treated. There are some things that you have in your mind that you will not v- violate, And so if you are setting healthy boundaries, they are all dictated by your morals and values. And when someone else knows what your morals and values are and you're clear about them, then you can have a closer relationship, even if that person doesn't always understand why you create the boundary. Or maybe they don't want to adhere to the boundary, but they will respect you more if they know that you're solid. So here's an example that I can give you. I have a friend who I've known for years. She is one of my dance friends, and she's one of those people, if you've ever met them, that is so sure in her likes and her dislikes, is that she's very blunt. And because I'm a people pleaser, that's a little hard for me to accept because I have a hard time being blunt with people. And I have a hard time of creating hard and fast boundaries sometimes. Sometimes I struggle with that. But this friend of mine is not a people pleaser at all. Her natural personality is very blunt And she's a wonderful friend and I love her, but she's the type of person that if you ask her if she wants to do something, she absolutely is going to tell you the truth and she will not hesitate. She's not going to try to spare my feelings. She's not going to try to do something that she doesn't want to do to please me. She's just going to say no. And there's something beautiful about that. She's one of those people that if you say, hey, do you want to go get ice cream? She'll just look at you and say, no. I don't. No excuses. No, maybe I'll think about it. She never makes an excuse. She just bluntly says yes or no. And so when I first started. Um, being her friend or started having her around me as a friend, I was a little bit taken aback by this personality, even though I like people that are blunt. I like people that are, you know, kind of hard and fast type of people. You know, they don't scare me because I am a high D and so tough people don't really scare me. But she was one of those people that if you asked her if she wanted to do something, she would just say no with no excuses. And so at first it kind of floored me, but I came to really admire this about her. And I know this about her, so when she says no to me or she creates a boundary with me, it doesn't bother me because I know that's just her. Doesn't mean she doesn't like me, doesn't mean that she doesn't feel that like I'm a good friend. It's just that whatever I'm asking her to do in the moment, she really doesn't want to do. And she's going to be truthful. And if it doesn't align with what she has in mind for that day, she's just going to say no. So she's somebody that's really very good at setting boundaries and doesn't try to people please. And that's something that we kind of need to strive for a little bit more of that honesty. And it creates a stronger relationship between her and I because I know her now. I know that this is the way she is. When she sets the boundary, I'm fine with it, and I appreciate it so much because she's not going to do something if she doesn't want to do it. So I know that if she goes somewhere with me or she has dinner with me or whatever it is that I've asked her to do, that she's really all in and she really wants to be there. She's not wishing she was somewhere else. She's not wishing that she had set a boundary. So she's the person I always think of when I'm trying to set a boundary. And she's one of my very best friends. Now, before we set a boundary, we have to be very clear with ourselves about what your personal and professional boundaries are. What is your belief system? Most of us know what we will tolerate in our homes. Most people know what we will tolerate with our spouses or our children. If somebody wants to break into your house and steal something, you have a very strong boundary about that. So that is the boundary. That is the clear boundary around our home. But when we're talking about emotional boundaries and setting boundaries for our emotional health, we have to know what our limits are. What is your emotional boundary or limit? What is your physical limit? What are your mental and spiritual limits? How and what can you accept with the things that make you uncomfortable or stressed? And if you start to feel uncomfortable about a decision that you're making or stressed about a decision that you're making, it's probably pressing up against one of your natural boundaries. And so the first thing we need to do is really understand those limits. Do some soul searching. Do some thinking. What is it that you want and what is it that you don't want in your life? And you have to be very clear about that. So the way that you do that is you need to start tuning in to the way you feel. Are you feeling like there's a red flag going up when somebody's asking you to do something that is pushing you out of your comfort zone? Are you starting to feel resentment? When you start to feel resentment about someone asking or requesting something of you and you're doing things that are causing you to feel resentment, it's probably because it's pushing up against one of your personal or moral or emotional boundaries, and the resentment usually comes from that thought that somebody else is taking advantage of you when really them pushing you beyond your boundary is you allowing them to push you beyond your boundary so being very clear about what you want and being very clear about what you what your emotional needs are will help you start to set these boundaries as you start to develop the things that you want to create boundaries around, and as you start to learn about what your needs are, then you will be able to better communicate your boundaries to others. So here's an example of an easy boundary for me. I do not enjoy people yelling at me. I really enjoy conflict, but I don't enjoy yelling. And so one of my core boundaries at work, at home, wherever, is that I don't allow yelling, and I don't accept yelling, and I normally don't yell back. And if I feel myself going into that yell mode, then I know that I'm violating one of my boundaries. And so if I'm in a discussion with someone at work, like a client, and they start to yell, then I will stop them and set a boundary. And if they're yelling at me, then it's up to me to tell them that they are crossing my boundary. And because I have a boundary around yelling, I don't go around on my chest with a sign that says, don't yell at me. That's one of my boundaries. So a boundary doesn't have to be communicated with another person unless it's currently being violated. So I don't allow smoking in my house, but I don't tell every person that walks into my house that they are not allowed to smoke. It's just assumed that they're not going to, but if someone were to walk into my house for a dinner party or they were visiting me and they pulled out their cigarettes, then I would have to say, oh, excuse me, I have a boundary in my home about smoking, so I'm going to have to ask you to either put the cigarettes away or leave the house. So my boundary is you can smoke outside, you can't smoke in my house. The same thing goes for yelling. If someone starts yelling at me, then I need to communicate the boundary, not before. So if your boundary is, I won't tolerate somebody touching me physically, hitting, yelling, smoking in your house, um, any of those kind of boundaries that you already feel are solid within you, you don't have to communicate that boundary To another person, unless they are currently violating your boundary. And remember, when you communicate your boundary, it's not to control that other person's behavior. So if I invite someone into my home and they're a smoker, I'm not going to be able to change them from being a smoker. And I'm not going to even be able to change them from. Pulling out their cigarettes and lighting them up. But I can say that if you bring your cigarettes into my home and you decide to smoke, I'm gonna ask you to leave. And then if they insist on smoking, I can say, I want you out of my house. And then if they still don't leave, then I can call the police. Like I can ramp it up to get them out of my home. But by setting a boundary against smoking, I'm not gonna be able to stop them from smoking. That is something they can do. They're an adult. If they don't have a boundary about that, then they get to leave my home, but then they're more than welcome to smoke as much as they want. And the same thing with yelling. If a client's yelling at me on the phone, I can say, I don't allow yelling. So if you want to continue to speak to me, you're going to have to lower your voice. If you don't lower your voice or you continue to yell at me or swear at me, that's even bigger boundary for me. If you continue to swear, I will hang up the phone. And so I will say it politely the first time, and if they don't honor the boundary that I'm setting, then I will say again, I said I will not tolerate your swearing, I'm going to hang up now, and then hang up the phone. That is how you create a boundary. It's not controlling that other person's behavior. They get to choose whether they want to continue to yell and swear, but I get to choose whether I want to continue to sit there on the phone with them. So sometimes it's difficult to set a boundary depending on your personality. If you have the kind of personality that doesn't really like conflict, it might be a little bit difficult for you to set boundaries. But you really have to remember that all a boundary is is a request asking someone to stop doing the thing that they're doing. It infringes on your property, either literally your property, Or your emotional property. If someone is infringing on your emotions and you're feeling uncomfortable or you don't want to do something that they've asked you to do, then that is when you make the request. And it's just a request followed up by a consequence. So it sounds like if you continue to do this, then I will do that. Because you're really only... Control is over the consequence. The person that you're talking to can do whatever they want because they are an adult and they have all the power over their own behavior. But you have the power over your behavior. So you make the request and then you tell them what the consequence will be. And it may be something as simple as I'm going to leave or I will walk away or I will hang up the phone. Those are the consequences. Or I won't speak to you again. You know, if if it's really intense and somebody's really violating your boundary, but because you've spent some time learning what you will emotionally and physically accept, and you've decided on purpose what you want your boundaries to be, it will be much easier to set those boundaries when these people start to cross them. And some people it doesn't require a lot of force. Some people it's just a kind request. Would you mind lowering your voice? I don't really like your yelling, I'd be happy to continue to speak with you, but if you don't stop yelling, I'm going to hang up the phone or I'm going to have to take up this conversation later when you can be more calm. And if you say it in a really kind way, most people will lower their voice, most people will comply, but remember that you're not trying to control their behavior, you're just placing a boundary in front of your emotional life and your emotional health. So some people, it might be easy, and then other people, you might have to be really tough. You might have to get super direct, pull up that D, pull your you know Dr. Capel conflict-loving personality up because you've got to be really direct about setting boundaries. Because there are some people that really love conflict and they they will think if you start to try to create a boundary that you're just challenging them. And they will want to step up to the challenge and push you even further. So sometimes you really have to pull out that toughness in order to set the boundary. Like my friend who just says no. And you don't even have to give a reason. You're just saying no because it's your boundary. And when you start setting boundaries. What's going to happen is that little primitive part of your brain is going to bring up things like guilt for you. It's going to bring up self-doubt. Sometimes even fear. You might be afraid that someone will not like you anymore, or you might feel that guilt that oh I really should go to their concert because you know I'm a, I'm their friend and I really need to be supportive and you know your little primitive brain will start giving you all these reasons why you shouldn't set a boundary and that's why boundaries are so difficult for us to set sometimes as we talked about last week when we talked about saying no sometimes you have a very hard time saying no because of the guilt And this happens a lot with family. We feel guilty a lot when family asks us to do things for them and we don't do it. I've had that happen to me many times because of my people-pleasing personality, that if one of my family members says, will you do X, Y, or Z, I always want to say yes, even if it really doesn't mesh with a boundary I've set for myself. If I have a busy week and I've promised myself that I'm going to work really hard and then somebody calls me and says, will you do X, Y, or Z? then it's very difficult to say no. And this happens to us all the time in veterinary medicine when a client calls and they have a really sick pet and you've promised that you're gonna leave the hospital on time so you can get home for your family. When you wanna say no, but your brain feels guilty because you're not helping this person, you have to be very strong in order to get over that guilt feeling that your brain's going to feed you. But if you say yes too much, If you don't set boundaries, then you're going to start to lose energy and you're going to start to get burned out. You're going to go into compassion fatigue and decision fatigue and all the things that we're trying to avoid in this profession. So getting good with boundaries really takes some mental work and sometimes having somebody help coach you through the mental work. Because if you're one of those people that has this mega guilt when you say no to a client, that's something that you really need to get over. You need to learn to get over. And it's as simple as changing the way you think about it, even though it's so, so difficult in the moment. But what you're really trying to do is protect yourself from that burnout. Because if you're burned out and you end up quitting your job because you can no longer do it, then you can't help anyone. So creating boundaries between yourself and your job or yourself and your clients is a great way to prolong your professional life and to enjoy your professional life. So it's not just about the other person or about your feelings, quote unquote. It's about the longevity of your professional life. And how important is that? The other thing that will come up for you is your training from the past. Many of us were trained as children to say yes to adults, do what adults want you to do. They, You'll be trained and you'll have this ingrained belief that if you don't do everything for everyone, that you're not a good person. So if you have a family and your role in the family was to be the caregiver, or if your family expected certain things of you, and they taught you certain things in your past, and you find that that comes up when you're trying to set boundaries, that is part of the development of learning what is coming from your past and what you want to bring with you to the present moment and what you don't. So the way I think about this is if... um. Let's say your parents were those people that said, you need to go to church every Sunday. You need to have dinner with the family every Sunday. Um, And that was something that you were raised with week in, week out. And you've decided, let's just say for the sake of argument, that that's not what you want to do, that you want to do things differently. But because you've been raised in this constant state of this is what you're supposed to do and this is what it means to be a good family member, it's going to be difficult for you to create boundaries when it comes to that particular situation. You're going to think that your relationships are going to be compromised if you don't do things the way you were taught when you were a child and sometimes the expectations are beyond what you as a person want to do. It's just like if you work in a practice where the days are scheduled for let's say 9 hours, but you're the type of person that wants to stay for 10 or 11 hours and then your coworkers are burned out or tired by 8 hours, that the person that likes to work long days is going to have a different expectation than the person that, you know, can only work 8 hours. And so there will be this expectation that you are supposed to be one of the people that likes to work 10 to 12 hours if, let's say, your boss is one of those people. And so you'll have this ingrained expectation that you are supposed to think the same way as the boss or the family member. So take that into consideration when you're thinking about your boundaries. What have I been ingrained with that I don't necessarily want to continue? And then how do I teach my brain not to go back to that way of thinking? And a lot of that comes down to taking care of yourself and making that self-care commitment, making that a priority. Give yourself permission to do the things that you want to do And make those boundaries strong so you can become the person that you want to be. That is all about self-care and taking care of what you want, your feelings, honoring them. Because if you're feeling off balance, if you're feeling stressed and you really want to feel happy, then you have to listen to what your body and what your brain is telling you. And whether you want to hang on to those feelings or change them in some way. So it's really important to understand what self-care means to you so you know when and where to set those boundaries. Now as I said before, you sometimes have to be a little bit more assertive to get some of these boundaries across. And if you can't, if you can't and you're having a hard time with boundaries, if you're one of those personalities that's really has a difficult time standing up to other people, then you need to get some support. You can get support from a counselor, from a coach like me, from a really good friend. You can communicate with them. Look, I'm having a really hard time with this. Can you help me? You need to seek those people that are either good at creating boundaries, like my friend who's super good at it, and ask her to help you create some boundaries or get some professional support from a coach or a therapist or somebody like that, because assertiveness is something that you can learn. Saying no and creating a boundary is something that you can learn. And I think if you go back to the thought that boundaries are a request and a consequence, they're not about controlling anyone else, that will help you so much. Because you're not trying to change anyone else. You're only trying to change yourself and what you will tolerate. And when you are struggling, you can start with little goals or little boundaries, and then kind of build up to them. So as you create those smaller boundaries, it gets easier and it creates some courage because you're practicing um, creating boundaries or you're getting support from your coach or your mentor to help you create boundaries. When I think of boundaries oftentimes as a hospital owner, when I had to fire people, I had to think of that as a boundary protecting myself and protecting my practice against somebody that was bringing in a negative energy or somebody that didn't buy in to our practice philosophy. And so instead of Firing another person or letting somebody go, it wasn't about them. It was about me and protecting my practice. It was about my employees or my team members and protecting them. And if you can think about a boundary like that, it's so much easier. It's so much easier to fire somebody or let somebody go when you go at it with a kinder way of thinking. I'm not letting this person go because they're a bad person. I'm not letting this person go because of anything that is wrong with them because there's nothing wrong with any other human being. It's just that that human hasn't been able to come within our circle of boundaries. They they keep taking action that creates disharmony or upset in the team. And so if you create boundaries with an employee and say if you do this, If you aren't kind to clients, then I will let you go. And you've set up that strict boundary ahead of time and you've communicated it to them because you have to communicate it first to make it fair that you're going to do something if they continue to violate the boundary. Because remember, they don't know what your boundaries are until they're communicated. Then once they've been communicated, the next time they violate the boundary, then it's very simple to say, look, You're not the person that fits well within the boundaries of this practice. I think there's a better practice out there for you somewhere. I think that it would be best if we parted ways and we found another place for you that's more suited to your needs. And that makes letting someone go from your practice so much easier, no matter what they think and no matter how upset they get. Because you know that the boundary is protecting you and protecting your team. So, the boundaries that you set will protect you emotionally. They will protect the part of your life that you want to change. And you will need to clearly communicate with the offender of your boundary when a violation has occurred. So, you may set a boundary with a client who's yelling at you by saying, Listen, if you continue to raise your voice at me, I'm going to leave the room until you can speak calmly. If they continue to raise their voice, Then you have to leave the room. Then you must follow through on the consequence. So don't set unrealistic consequences. Is that something we do all the time with kids, right? We say, if you don't stop doing X, I'm going to kick you out of the house for life, or I'm going to lock you in your room for a month, or you know that you can't follow through on those things. So when you set a boundary, make sure that it's something that you really do want to follow through on. Because sometimes we do that because we're in the emotional childhood state where we just want to throw things at people. So remember that setting a boundary, it's all about you. It's not about other people. It takes some courage. It takes practice. Sometimes it takes other people supporting you to get to the place that you need to be to create boundaries with other people, especially if, you'd allow- if you've allowed people to walk on you for a long time. That's going to be difficult. But remember that it's a skill. It's something that you can learn. It's something that you can be taught. It's something that you can practice for yourself and practice with other people. So if you need somebody to bounce back and forth your boundaries with, if you need to practice that conflict resolution, um, you know I love conflict, send me an email. I'd love to bat them around with you. I'd love to help you create some boundaries for yourself so you can live a better life. So I found this quote that I really like and you know I love quotes. So I found this one and I think I put it in one of my blogs. But anyway, I'm going to read it for you because I think it's really something cool to to remember. And um, it's by Anna Taylor. And it says, Love yourself enough to set boundaries. Your time and energy are precious. You get to choose how you use it. You teach people how to treat you by deciding what you will And won't accept. And that is... The best quote because it sums everything up. You need to love yourself enough to take care of yourself. And that's what it's all about. That's what my life coaching is about. That's what this podcast is about. And that's why I'm so excited every day to talk to you when I come to the podcast. So thank you so much for listening to me today. I'd love for you to set some boundaries this week, even little tiny ones so you can practice. Make the request. Communicate the the consequence that you will um, infringe on the person if they don't uh, honor your request, and then follow through. And that's all there is to it. It's really simple. So pick something small, start small, and start to practice to create boundaries for yourself. Thank you so much for listening to me today. I really appreciate all of you. If you need help, reach out to me. My email is jacappelldvm at gmail.com, or you can contact me through my website, juliecapell.com or veterinarylifecoach.com. I'd really like to work with you. I'd love to just talk to you. So reach out. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, go to iTunes and give me a five-star review. I would love that as well. And if you have any suggestions for the podcast, please leave them there or send me an email as well if you have anybody that you'd like to um, have me talk to on the podcast or you have a suggestion for topics. So create some boundaries this week, my friends. Have a beautiful week. I really appreciate all of you, and I hope that you're taking care of yourselves. I'll be with you again next week. Bye.